When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome in to Trading Camp. Recording this, not live, recorded, pre-recorded, sadly, from Why'd our... You well, I mean, people know. From our Airbnb out here in La Jolla. La Jolla. In La Jolla. I think it's pronounced. We're actually... What? La, La Jolla? What do you think I said? You said La Jolla. La Jolla. Okay. There La Jolla. We are like 100 <laughs> feet from the beach here, from the ocean, uh, in sunny San Diego. The Denver Nuggets get day one of training camp. I would say there's not that many storylines yet from training camp. It's a, a little light, although we did get to do some cool stuff that will be dropping later this week. We're going to tell you about Reggie Jackson. We're going to tell you about Nikola Jokic. We're going to tell you about Michael Malone and Michael Malone's secret guest. He had today a very special guest that was at Nuggets practice. A very big surprise for me personally. Yeah, it's quite gonna, the tease, bro. We also have a central question that is emerging. I feel is emerging. That is, is Reggie Jackson going to be good this year? I've almost written it off, but I'm starting to. I don't know, boys. I'm getting hopeful. We're going to okay. talk about that, some okay. reasons for it. And then we're also going to give updated takes. We've had media day. We've had one day at training camp. Has anything changed? And if not changed, is there anything you're just kind of thinking about? And just kind of thinking about to help me do that, I got the fellas. What a treat! Brendan votes here. What a treat! We're just we've got a lot to think about. Everyone hit me with your best Michael Ponder Jr. Kind of, <laughs> so much to think about. Mm, hmm. So much to think about. Oh. Uh, I've also got Harrison <laughs> Wins. Boys, nothing like a road trip with the fellas. Oh, another trip with the fellas, Harrison. I'm telling you, man, we've been doing this a while now. Four years we've been doing this. I know. And it is fun, these little weird trips we take. You know, these We always we get do. in a weird Airbnb. And yeah. I don't go on trips with other people. The, the Airbnb said Wi-Fi. That was a lie, it turns out. Not, not, not enough internet to go live, sadly. But, um, but guys, Denver Nuggets training camps here. There are some news and notes from, from around. Um, I'll just start, like, early impressions. You know, they've been here at San Diego for a while. I'll go first with just my first note. New media here today, mm. but just deceiving a little bit. A little mm. bit deceiving. What do you mean by that, Adam? So in years past, we've come here, and it's been like us and Mike Singer, right? That's, just, that's it. That's it. Nobody else here. This time, Bennett, still here with Denver Post, and us. San Diego local newspaper made a, you know, came down. Is it Mike, Mike Medina? Mark Medina? Mark, Mark, Medina. Medina. Mark, Mark Medina. Mark Medina was in the building. Like There was just a little bit more media than typical I think that was only day one, though. I think those people were all here for day one. Well, there are other training camps happening in the California area. That literally what was told to us is yeah. like, yeah, man. I mean, come on, I'm only one day here. I gotta get to the Clipper. I gotta get to the Portland Trailblazers. I gotta get back to Colorado. You gotta get to see the Sixers. You gotta get to Colorado. That's right. Yeah. No, but honestly, Wind, is this not a note? We've been coming here. This this is the most media. Not that there's been a lot, but there was like new eyeballs at at training camp. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know if it's exactly the best eyeballs to have on training camp. I mean, Man, shots, shout, shouts to her, but somebody asked us, how do you pronounce Nicola? Yeah, that was zero. Right. Is it Nicolai? Right. 
Yeah. Jokic. Yeah, we hey, did get that here's one. Here's what it was. It was the local media looking for a stamp from the champion Denver Nuggets right. on their city. That's You know what? Great take. Way to flip this around from what is accurately portrayed by Wind as, uh, as a like kind of uh, a like whatever. But you're also right. So here's the thing. Anchorman is about San Diego local television, That's right? correct, yeah. Don't you just... Doesn't it like fit? It really fits too well based on the people that were at practice today. No, I love it. It was a great guy. Like I feel like we're being harsh on other media, which is always tacky here. Like, they were honestly great people. Enjoy talking Super to nice, them. Super nice, yeah. But it was like it's kind of funny. They showed up today really to say like, tell us about San Diego. Like you guys are in San Diego. Do you, you know guys what? like it? You know how there's a, an, an angle to a news reporter on a light story, and this is a light story, and it was like the Nuggets. Like us, they wanted to come hang out in San Diego. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. It was like, hey man, that's a cool angle. That's what kind I'm of saying, funny. man. They're like, you guys like us, right? And let's be honest. We do that in Colorado. Like Reggie Jackson, please, yeah, so true. please tell me you're happy here. Have <laughs> no, you seen the mountains? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. How big are the mountains, Hunter? They're huge. They're huge. <laughs> How about that fly fishing? Huh? Like, yeah, yeah. You're so right that everybody loves to be pandered to, but. There's two things. Michael Malone was asked that specific question, and I thought he was so good about it because he had two very important answers. One, he Malone, give him credit, man. He knows the assignment. He can tell, like, what are you asking me? Oh, I know what you want. And he went into, oh, we love it here in San Diego. It's beautiful. There's so many activities for people to do. One of the reasons we love coming out here is there's so many activities, and it's beautiful. And Like, he pandered. But the truth is he not only loves San Diego, he also hates the training facility and likes to take yeah. a dig. Well, the, yeah, the first thing he said was, there's five practice <laughs> courts here. That's four more than we have in Denver. Which he knows. That's that, good math. That's getting worked in no matter what the questions are that yeah. day. He's finding a way. Which yeah. is so funny, man, and I, I salute him for it. He if you to listen to our uh, YouTube, you can find all the interviews from today on our YouTube channel. You can hear me laugh when Malone <laughs> says that Is that line. true? You actually yeah. can hear yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was pretty loud. Dude, he needs to get more creative, though. I will say this. He Five courts here. He's used that one before. He needs to just keep upping it. And like, what's the square footage? You know what I mean? Square footage. <laughs> he needs to get like. I, I personally, got, have the, you guys seen this lighting? Yeah, man, the central seen, air is. Uh, no, no joke. You saw the jumbotron. Yeah, huge man. Giant. <laughs> yeah, Welcome man, to the NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Not at the UC Health Practice Facility. Um, so it is kind of cool, man. It, or that was pretty funny. That Malone just every year has to get in his annual dig uh, at, at the training facility in Denver. What else, real quick, guys? Just we kind of we'll send segment one going over some of the news and notes from availabilities. What what else stood out to you about Michael Malone? I would say, I don't know if this was a concerted effort, Harrison, curious what you think, but to me, Malone seemed determined to set a very professional tone, and that may sound obvious, but we've seen Malone in a celebratory and I think kind of feeling himself mood since the title during that run, and it's almost, you could, he could have brought some, yeah, we won the title last year, it's fun, everything's fun vibes. And to me, I almost felt like it was a concerted effort to just set a different tone, right? Yeah. Like he, obviously he has to, he's the coach, but Malone turned the page on last season a long time ago. So there were no, it wasn't like first day of, of, of school, like everyone's happy. To see. He had a little more like, let's work kind of tone to his voice to me. He had that, but I get the sense that, my read is Michael Malone is so much more relaxed this year than he's been in years past. Like, he's absolutely dialed in. He knows what he wants to see from his guys. He knows the tone he wants to set at training camp. But comparing this year to last year, he seems pretty relaxed to me. Huh. Like, he seems confident. 
I think he knows what the question marks are on this team, but getting a championship alleviates a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. It makes your life a lot more enjoyable. And I just feel like he's way more low key and just less stressed overall this season than last. No, I don't. I'm going to say this. I agree that he is less stressed than he typically is. But if you remember last year, he gave Andre Miller's voice. He did an Andre Miller impersonation during a question. One of my notes from last year's training camp was that he was relaxed. And I think it was because he had a veteran team more so than ever before. And I think it's true of this year again. And he even said that, that. You know, to his surprise, he said, I'm surprised the vets were as locked in as they were. Yeah. Like, I kind of expected the vets to come in. I didn't know what to, to expect from them, he yeah. said, right? Yeah. Yeah. And instead, they come in and, and they were excited and had enthusiasm and went through the motions, you know, uh, appropriately. Um, and you guys, he had a rally cry that is uh, somewhat familiar. What was that? We don't skip steps. Oh, I heard that one. One of the first things he it's said today, one. and he said it twice. It was almost like he forgot if he had said it. Like he's like, I need to. Did I say this already? Yeah. Anyway, we don't skip steps. Uh, uh, but it was again like we're doing his job for him. I got to be honest though, I like it because we don't skip steps. You know, like it's caught on with us. We made a shirt about it. We've been talking about this for forever. But I kind of like to keep branding it. Now you have more eyeballs on you. Like this is. Not just a story about the rise, it is also a story about the process uh, that you go through. And look at yet more major shifts in the NBA landscape and powerscape around them coming into this season. And I love doubling down on we don't skip, skip steps. I think everyone we've talked to in the media and most fans feel the Phoenix Suns are the biggest contender out west. That's a team right now that is almost exclusively skipping steps. Yeah. And I, there's there's something fun about Denver... They win that way. Everyone tries to reshuffle and reload up, and you come back and you double down on it again. Mm-hmm. You know They know why they won, and they're hoping to replicate that process. And it was always about more than aggregate talent. Yeah. You could also, like, let's just compare DeAndre Ayton and Michael Porter. It was four, four or five years ago. Huge that comparison, Aiden, actually. Aiden, honestly, it's a good one in yeah. that Ayton wasn't really loved by his teammates, high, thought of really highly. Of course, he was taken number one, all of those different things. And if you would have rewound this four five years ago, whenever the draft happened, when Aiton came in and said, Michael Porter with the Nuggets, uh, Aiton with the Suns, who's going to wear out their welcome faster and who's going to be sort of chewed up and spit out by the org? 99.9% of people would have said, oh, it's going to be Michael Porter, Aiton, you know, this or that. And here we are, to your point, in such a contrast where was he given a fair shot? I don't know. But whatever it was, both guys had some flaws. One guy seems to have fully conquered him, and the other one is a Portland Trailblazer. And coming up with new nicknames for himself. Yeah, I don't think you, you can't say that <laughs> like, about that's yourself. Terrible, man. Yeah, if someone, if an <laughs> announcer so says that, maybe, but you can't be like, "That's why they call it's me so Dominate." Bad. Yeah, that's Look why. around. Look around, right, guys? You hear it? That? You guys they call, call me that. Yeah. Um, this is like in in college. Uh, right my my nickname was the Reject. Was it? Yeah, I blocked a lot of shots. That's tough. <laughs> That's I blocked a lot of shots. So <laughs> that's what it you know, was. They were like, "Yeah, he's the reject." Oh, in basketball. Yeah, okay. in basketball. Well, you know, <laughs> are you sure that's it was what a they, basketball? That's nickname? what my friends called yeah. me. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, my friends. Yeah, they liked you. Um, there was a surprise guest in the building, and it was a real shocker to me. Melvin Hunt. That's now, a blast from the past. A blast from the past. I think it even predates you guys. Like I only it been does. here slightly longer. I mean, I was alive, but I was not <laughs> covering the Nuggets. <laughs> I didn't mean like that. 
Melvin Hunt was actually Michael Malone's predecessor. Yeah. He was the interim head coach after Brian Shaw was fired. And just kind of a little bit of backstory. Nuggets, Brian Shire was terrible. It was an absolute disaster. Oh, and the reset began when they fired Brian Shaw. But it was one of those ones where the season was over. They wanted to tank. Melvin Hunt. Great personality. I love this dude. He's so funny. He's so happy. He's positive. Uh, he goes in there. He's I think, like he was the assistant coach that is friends with all the players. Friends with everybody, yeah. man. Like everybody loves him. I'm sure he was like probably not that of a taskmaster or this or that. Yeah. And I think at the end of the year, Bro Barton was there. Gary Harris was there. He was like, you know what? We're gonna play some young guys more, and I just want you guys to play free and shoot. And the Nuggets went on a run. They kept winning at the end of the year when they were so, like you're supposed to be tanking. And then of course they go with they did not hire Melvin Hunt. I think he went to Dallas. And then um, right. Michael Malone came in. But M Michael Malone knew him from Cleveland. They both were assistants out there, mm -hmm. and he brought him in. And to be honest, I asked him about it. When I asked him the question about, hey, your predecessor, I don't even know if he thought about it that way. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't even know if he thought about it. It was like, oh, yeah, he was here before me. I just think they're friends, and he, was, and he said he was in the area. But I thought it was kind of a cool, one of those cool moments, you know, like Melvin Hunt. He was here right before the, this whole thing started. Now he's here after the championship. It's kind of cool. Yeah. No, it is kind of cool. There was another special guest, though. Really? Yeah. Joey Crawford. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Former NBA referee Joey Crawford, <laughs> who, look, we only saw the last, like, we actually didn't see any of practice today. We got let in, and practice was over. Guys were, like, Guys were walking gone. out of the gym First already. First bus was gone. But Nikola Jokic was still talking to somebody yeah. and stayed talking to somebody for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes, I think, yeah. It was animated. Joey Crawford. It was you know, animated. a referee that he's gone to battle with many times in the past. Was uh, he Joey Crawford? Did he go to battle many times? Didn't Joey Crawford retire in like 2018? He um, probably had a few battles. He, I don't know if he ever got thrown out. I don't know if he ever got thrown out, but I'm sure those two have yeah. sparred before. But they had I, what looked like a pretty lively conversation. The, listen, the Serbian hands were out. <laughs> oh, they were out. They were out. There was a lot was of expression and moving. And and you know what? First of all, all right, let's let's game through this. What could he have possibly been discussing? Uh, I think we know what they were discussing. What? I'm sure Joey Crawford is an advisor in some capacity to officials now, and I'm sure Jokic was asking him about how things are going to be officiated yeah. this year compared to last year. Can I get away with this? Can I get away with that? Is this a foul? Is this not a foul? Stuff like that. That would be my assumption. <laughs> I will say... Um, yeah, because that, that's why he was brought in. It was like the ref clinic thing they do. You can ask questions or whatever. But I, I, Jokic wasn't asking answers and then saying, okay, cool, thank you. It, it, that's my point. <laughs> he he, he looked, it looked pretty like a one-sided conversation. Joey was responding and Jokic was going, here's why you're wrong. You got a good video. There's a video got, of it on it the out. DNVR Nuggets Twitter. I asked Jokic about it too. Unsurprisingly, he didn't He didn't bite. But He wouldn't want to talk about it? I thought there'd be anything. He, he just says, I know Joey, and it was, we talk. So I mean, on, I don't again. Since Yoke won't give it, let's all speculate recklessly. Yeah, of course. I know this is probably. I'm certain this is exactly what it was. Is Jokic? Do you? There is a see. I always compare him to Will. Is it Will Hunting? Yeah, Good Will Hunting in the movie. Well, yep. I, didn't, I was trying to remember what his name was. But yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. but it's Will Hunting from Good Will Hunting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but isn't there a scene where he's like? 
like in court arguing something. <laughs> you remember like where they have to go find it, like where is he? And he's actually turns out he's in court for something. He's <laughs> arguing the, the like details of a certain yeah. law. This is Yoke. He's like, this is where he gets energy, just battling the league's highest ranking <laughs> advisor for officials. And he's like, no, I found a loophole. You're wrong. <laughs> and Joey Crawford's <laughs> like, look, is... man, we're going to call you for a foul. I don't care if you think you're right or wrong or not. It's no, a foul. Oh, man. He, lo- he, he was deep in the... Uh... Deep in the Sambor bag today. Yeah, it was. It's pretty funny. Um, but Malone, I just to, to kind of finish with him. Malone, I do think was positive, and the fact that he was sort of like delightfully surprised. It's just about the intensity of the vest. Yes. To me, this is, and we'll get to it here when we talk to Reggie. But uh, talk about Reggie. But to me, it's one of the storylines of this season. So so far, two days in, is that the guys just seem more ready than we thought. The guys seem a little bit more locked in, motivated, ready. Um, and I think that became especially true or revealing when we talked to Reggie Jackson today. Let's take our first mm-hmm. break. On the other side, I want to get to that because he had some great quotes. Guys, if you're booking a trip to Vegas, make sure you're staying at Circa Resort and Casino. It's Vegas's first ever adults-only casino. No kids. The world's largest sports book, Stadium Swim. With the 143 by 40 foot LED screen, the best Big place one. to watch sports, I'd say, in the world. Uh, circus sports, we all stayed there during Summer League. It was awesome. I I mean, if I have my choice, like I'm not staying anywhere other than Circa. The r- casino, the hotel, the resort is beautiful. It looks brand new. It pretty much is. The rooms are awesome. Way nicer than most of the... Uh, casinos you're staying in on the strip uh, you can book your stay at circa resort and casino for 20 percent off with the code dnvr20 circa sports and casino if you're heading out to vegas for broncos raiders abs golden knights pack 12 tournament mountain west book your stay with code dnvr20 for 20 percent off who knows maybe you're headed there in uh in december if the nuggets are as well for the finals of that in-season tournament. We'll be one, there. One place you can head, no matter what, the Nuggets do, is the North Boundary at Dick's Sporting Goods Park, where you can check out the Colorado Rapids. Serbian friends, if you're watching, Marco Ilic in goal. Yeah, you're actually right behind him in North... We were there. We went there. Right behind him in North Boundary. We were there. It's a great... What were you cheering? Uh, I, Idemo! I, Idemo Brate. But he had just conceded a goal and he didn't love it. Yeah, so that's yeah, trying that, to dude. time it a little better than <laughs> I like, did. He was like, cool, you guys know I'm sorry. He's like, okay, yeah, no, that's no, where I'm from. <laughs> yep. No, we're your audience, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, anyway, the North Boundary is sick. Great place to watch a game. You can get, there's food trucks, there's there's beer. It's a great environment. It's, it's fun. It was really cool. Dude, somebody was drinking a beer not watching the game, soccer ball, right at them. Really? Remember that, like, like a wide one that like, comes in hot red and somebody not paying attention? It, like, looked all indignant. She looked like, what the heck? It's like, no, they're playing a game. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. That's, and that's why I'm anti-Nets in baseball. Pay attention. I'm just kidding. Um, Colorado Rapids, North Boundary. Check them out. Head over to coloradorapids.com slash DNVR to learn more and buy your tickets today. Guys, Reggie Jackson. My Reggie Jackson. Your, my no, guy. No, 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 Claimed Reggie Jackson. I feel like I've kind of claimed Reggie Jackson. <laughs> he doesn't think he fully you claimed pick him. It. That's the well, point. Many times I this saw season, when I've stated I'm buying stock in Reggie Jackson, uh, right. I think I'm the Reggie Jackson guy in right. this podcast. I'll tell you what. It's a big fight I pick for it, the Reggie Jackson. Guy. Guy. I, I didn't realize you guys are that fighting hard. That might be a fight we regret having <laughs> in a couple months. I was like, wow. 
<laughs> you guys can have Pickett, it. Pickett's my guy, and I actually really love him. I just, I just, the more things have gone on, the more I'm like, Malone's not going to play him. Like that, that, it's less about that. It's more I'm like, I just think it's going to be hard for him to work his way into rotation. Sure. But I still love him. But let's get to Reggie because, man, today, number one, Reggie Jackson, it's almost like somebody told him, hey, keep talking about how much you want to be here because he can't stop saying it. I think he said it 20 times today in his press or just like, I'm so happy to be here. I just, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful. I'm at another training camp and that I get to be here with this group of guys. And when I say that guys seem excited to be back, some of that's because we've seen him say it at media day. Malone even mentioned it, but Reggie's the one that today kept talking about like, no man, the guys, there's so much energy, everybody back together. We love each other. We love hanging out. And it's just great to be back. Look, man, being on the Nuggets, playing with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, that should be a privilege. You know, like this isn't like playing for any, you know, random NBA team out there. The Nuggets are different. Like they play a different style of basketball. They play unselfish. They play for each other. They have an awesome culture. They're about the right things. And they're built around... A guy who's one of one in the history of the, this sport. So, like, yeah, I'm glad that Reggie Jackson is is showing this kind of appreciation for coming into this organization and playing for the Nuggets. Guys should like yeah. guys should feel lucky to play for a team like this. So I, I love that he's coming out and just being so open about that. I like that he called him. He said he felt like one of the smarter guys in the room. It was a free ring. He said back on media day and echoes a lot of those sentiments today. I I do think. I do think he is a guy who is actively grateful to be in this spot, particularly because of the play style. And it's really hard not to look at his last stops. You know what I mean? Some really harsh, direct comparison between the way some of those guys are doing it and the way the Nuggets are doing it. So I'm sure there's a, a lot of reason to be grateful to be here, the least of which is an apparent opportunity to really impact this team, both as a vet and on the floor. Last year, it really, I think even he made some jokes. It felt kind of like a late addition, kind of a tack on thing. He just got here. But this year is Reggie's opportunity to sort of make a good name for himself in Denver the way Jeff Green just did. And I think he understands that. If you think about Reggie, he's coming here from the Clippers. Right. Bruce Brown came here from the Nets. (laughs) Both those guys. You're right. Had the same emotion when they joined the Nuggets. Just yeah. an overall thankfulness for being on an organization in a culture like the Nuggets are. And Nuggets are special, man. Like they do it differently, I feel like, than a lot of other NBA teams out there. And I feel like when guys get here, especially guys that are coming from cultures that aren't like this one. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's yeah. pretty obvious when, when you get here how different it is. Well, yeah, everybody knows companies like that. I even feel like our we have some of this. Like we brought you know, people in from maybe different markets or different cities or this or that or different different companies. And that's one of the things they're always like is like, no, man, it's fun at DNVR. Like, like it a, can be like that's this? like a fun place to work. And yeah. they're like, what do you mean? It wasn't it's not like this. Yeah. Like what's different? Everything's different. <laughs> Nothing's the same. We got to laugh about it. Um. Here's a line that really stood out to me, though, guys, that I really like. And you're gonna, it's, it, it, it's not going to stand out right away. He says something out. We're 2023 NBA champs. You can't take that away. But we have a goal set out for us this year. Just be the best we can each and every day. He goes on to say to get better each and every day and then see where the chips fall at the end of the season. Now, why mm-hmm. do I like this? Because it reminds me of Aaron Gordon said yesterday. Our goal is just to be the best we can be. We think we can be better. 
Our goal for this year is just to be better than we were last year. You think, like, I thought the goal was the championship. I thought it was this. Michael Malone says that. And there are guys that will say, you know, we want to win. They'll, they'll talk about Jamal, the stated goal. Yeah, up. just say it straight up. And I think all of them agree with that. But I do love, love the mind frame that so many guys stress that is this. It's like, what are you actually aiming at? It's hard to aim at a championship in right. October. It's really hard. What can you aim at? We just want to see how good we can be. We were good last year, and it paid off as a championship. This year, we just want to be better. And I, to me, that's like the perfect mind frame when you're trying to repeat. Focus on the championship in April when the playoffs start. That's right. when it's like close enough to attain. Right now, I don't know. We're pretty good, but I think we can even be better. That's like, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love that approach. Like, there was, there's been some dynasty talk from Michael Malone <laughs> here at training camp and at media day and, like, at the parade. At the parade. The Nuggets have goals that, you know, even reach further than just this season. But I love that mentality because like we always talk about how Nikola Jokic lives lives in the present. He doesn't look for, for, like right. far ahead. He just lives day to day. I feel like that's just kind of the Nuggets and Reggie Jackson living day to day. You right. know, we're just going to be the best version of ourselves today and we'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow. And it plays into this idea that I think they really settled into, as they should. And we've heard them say this last year's team. At this point, it's about the Denver Nuggets, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it starts with the Denver Nuggets, and it runs through the Denver Nuggets. And so, you know, they don't have to wa have watched a different team win a title and go, that's our goal next year. Right. to get." To they were the best team, and if they just focus on getting better, everything else will fall into place. So I like to hear it, because I do think... Uh, I just I like this idea of it's not really about anything else except this team trying to get better. And if they do, the rest will take care of itself. I also I just love this idea. Like after practice today, I don't, you, Reggie Jackson's basically being the ball boy for Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie's getting up shots and then they switch off. Jamal Murray then comes over and he's just throwing passes to Colin to let Colin get up shots. And it's one of those things where it's like, there's your guy that just put up a 30-point triple-double in the NBA Finals. And here he is working out with a two-way yep. just trying to like rebound for him to get him better. And it really is like the energy of day one where it just feels like everyone, everyone is just kind of happy to be back and like, oh man, let's make Colin better. But that's also going back to what I was saying before about how the, the Nuggets are just different. It's just different. That's man. Nikola Jokic going to shoot on a side hoop when Austin Rivers is on the main hoop on the first day that he signed with the Nuggets and not making a fuss about it, where the superstar on a lot of other teams would have. Yeah. Can I? I'm going to go on a tangent you guys are going to hate. Might be an all timer. For this one. Might be an all timer. I almost cried on the plane today. What? I almost oh, cried on the airplane reading a today. Book. It's all right. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm reading a book right now. It's a really good book about wolves in Yellowstone. Okay, it's about this naturalist, this naturalist who's spent his entire life, nearly 30 years, watching these wolves every single day without missing a single day. Um, but he, these lives of these wolves are really interesting because they span generations. They reintroduced them into Yellowstone in 1995 and have been tracking them since and this or that. And there's cool stories. One wolf in particular, arguably the greatest wolf that's ever lived. <laughs> they, wolf 21. Wolf 21. Now We can't even give him a name. <laughs> I mean, there's reasons they don't, actually. They, they give him numbers. But um, Wolf 21, the greatest wolf that ever lived. They say he was a greater wolf than any man has ever been a man. Wow. That's what they say of him. Wolf 21. Wolf 21 presided over the largest pack Anyone has ever observed. Most packs, you know, 10, 10 wolves. 10 wolves, that's a good pack. You okay. did a good job. Yeah. 38 wolves. Wow. 
38 wolves. That's more than that's almost four times a big pack. (laughs) That's almost four times. He never lost a battle. Twice in his life, he warded off the attacks of three wolves, three on one. Twice in his life, he was observed defeating them. And never once did he defeat a foe and kill him. He always let them live and escorted him out of his zone. Incredible wolf. I have one question. Go for it. (laughs) How did this one naturalist observe all of that? Well, so he works in Yellowstone with the wolf introduction uh, project. They call, they call her him. So they have like radio callers on, on many okay. of the wolves, especially the key ones. It's the alpha male of the pack. His wife, the alpha female, or his, his partner, the alpha female wolf, um, also collared, you know, and they track him, every, every little thing. Really great story. There's all these great epics, but here's the thing. Where did he learn? Wolves kill. When somebody attacks you, they pit them, then they kill him, right? That's a threat. Where did he learn this? Well, his father his the pack leader before him did the same thing one time in a bizarre incident he must have learned he goes on to create this great pack and then the descendants of his lineage all have gone on to been great pack leaders throughout and really is a big part of the success now why do i say it it does make me think about Jokic and the impact he's had. <laughs> if there's ever a person that has been close to as great of a person we all as knew this was coming back yeah. to Jokic. But you think about the impact print he has on a culture, and you just think about him like, okay, seven years ago, here he is. What does Austin Rivers tell the story? He'll go to the side gym to allow the, the newcomers in. The guy on the 10-day will come in and shoot on the main hoop. All these different things. That's the foundation. And then all of a sudden, it starts to spread, and you got a team. And all of a sudden, Michael Porter's like, you know what? I'll just play my role. Yoke's doing this. I'm going to do it. Now, all of a sudden, you you know, the pack's getting bigger. Like, this thing is expanding. And I'm being genuine when I say this. Then Reggie Jackson, it just, it just feels like this thing that has become bigger than Yoke. Founded in many ways by Yoke, but bigger than him now, where were all these guys oh, got to ho- So Tim Duncan. This is so Tim Duncan, man. Heat culture? Eh. Nuggets culture? Eh. Nuggets culture? Now, there you go. I'm just saying, I actually do see this parallel to it, to where I'm like, it's spread so big and wide that Yoke can just be grouchy at media or do all these things, and it's not, it's not even in anymore. It's bigger than him. That's so true. I like that, man. That's a good... That's you know a good uh, yeah. tangent. I haven't finished I, the I book. I did not so. hate that tangent. Oh, I'm glad we didn't hate it. Was it pretty, I had one more detail. Please. While you guys were doing your scrum, I was looking around for other details because uh, I can't pay attention. And I saw DeAndre Jordan, who in the media, and I say this jokingly, like we've more or less relegated him to this bench cheerleader role, right? Like we mm-hmm, we yeah. have. Um, I think he's, I think of him more like Yoda or something. But that's what I mean, right? So so DeAndre Jordan is still on this team as a basketball player, and yeah. camp was over today, and bus one was gone, and bus two was getting ready, and DeAndre Jordan is sprinting the floor with the coaches, working, running the floor, and then working on free throws, and Reggie Jackson is getting ready to leave, and he looks up, and he sees DeAndre Jordan, and he just yells, yeah, I see you, big fella, and then DeAndre's, Jordan, DeAndre's workout gets a little more intense, then Reggie starts picking it up. He starts clapping. Man. I see you, big fella. I see you. And I'm just feeling the energy. I know it's just a small moment, and you'd like to think this is happening all the time, but I'm not sure that it is. And maybe this is something Reggie brings to the table. Maybe this is Denver Denver rubbing off on him. But maybe, just maybe, this is where uh, this is where the best of Reggie Jackson comes to light. Mm-hmm. Reminds love, me love so reminds me so much of Wolf Seven Fifty Four. Unbelievable, yeah. Seven Fifty Four. Seven Fifty Four. This one's a, a longer really story, so one. buckle in. <laughs> All right, How old it. is Wolf Twenty One? Wolf Twenty One was a second generation Yellowstone wolf. 
This oh, is from so like the nineties and the two thousands. The two thousands. Yeah, he's passed on. Uh, I mean, I he thought, was a okay. great. He he reigned for nine years, which is really really Damn. long. All right, let's take a break. On the other More side, guys, um, the Lakers can't stop talking about the Nuggets. Have you guys noticed? They just can't get the Nuggets out of their mind. Off their mind. Every day I wake up and I have a new gift from the Lakers. Let's talk about oh, it on the man. other side. FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Go to that link and get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Here's what we get with Fubo TV 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. You can watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. Also, Fubo TV has no contracts, no cable, no hassle. You can go to that link right now, FuboTV.com slash DNVR. You can sign up and you can start watching Fubo immediately. Get a thousand hours of cloud DVR as well. That's included at no extra charge. Whatever sports you're looking to watch, college football, NFL, tennis, soccer, golf, you can check it all out on Fubo TV. TV. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Two old school Denver brands are banding together to make each other more dope. Illegal Pence, Illegal Pete's and Open are old school Denver brands that have been connected for over 10 years, and now they have an opportunity to officially partner. On this killer cartridge, we're talking about the Illegal Pete's Queso Pen, which you can find in select Denver area dispensaries right now through the end of the month. It doesn't taste like queso. It makes you want to eat queso. And in fact, it pairs very well with queso. So well, in fact, that customers who purchase one of the cartridges can bring the box into any Illegal Pete's location, redeem a free small chips and queso. And who knows, maybe keep your eye out for an even more ambitious partnership between these two. Mm. Uh, but for now, the Illegal Pete's Queso Pen is available in select Denver dispensaries. There you go. All right. We are back. Guys, the Lakers, they're at it again. Uh, first of all, we saw Anthony Davis had just like one of my favorite quotes ever yesterday. Just one of my favorite quotes ever about uh, the Lakers are talking and they're saying things the like, are or Nuggets talking and like they're the Lakers' dad and stuff. And uh, I was like, all right, me and Braun had a conversation and we're going to get him back. And it's just like, mm, it's so good. But then today there's an update, Harrison. This update comes via Austin Reeves. Oh, Austin Reeves. I remember him. He's the, um, is he the he's the one that that was at FIBA? That, yeah, that, he won he, defensive player of the tournament. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> he was on that great team USA. Yeah, team. that gold medal winning US team. Yep. Uh, but Austin Reeves was asked about the Nuggets' comments about the Lakers. He said, "I think everybody knows it was pointed at us. They, <laughs> they said it." <laughs> They were pointing at you on the floor. Bruce Brown pointed at you. (laughs) (laughs) They can do it indirectly if they want, but I think it was very obvious to the public eye. That's why everybody was talking about it. What was indirect? Gosh, it's so great, You see stuff, Reeve said. Me personally, I try my best to stay off of social media, not look at all that stuff. Of course. Yeah, of course. Naturally. And this just flooded into his mind. It wasn't his. It just happened. Austin Reeves goes on. I was happy to see Denver's the first game. It's a big night for them, as it should be. You tip your hat to them. They played a hell of a series against us and then won and won it in the finals against Miami. But at the end of the day, we can go get a win that first game on their rig night. Obviously, not spoil their day completely, but start off our season in a good way. Hey, you know what? Kudos to Austin Rivers. That quote's actually not that bad. You know, I know. what? he hedges it with like. I, ESPN, McMenamin maybe is trying to make this into more of a story than it is, but at least he's like... Denver? Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. 
Um, kudos to him for being like, you know what? We can't take their champion. At least he acknowledges that. All I know. Is- I, I saw like it blowing up on social media, but now that I actually read the quote, it's like nothing. I, I have a bit of a take. Go, I, I don't even wait. mind the Anthony Davis quote, but hear me out. I know. I think he was asked. These people you know, are They're all solicited. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. People are pointing out, no, no, no. Don't you guys like rivalries? Rivalries are good. The Nuggets won. The Lakers are pushing back. Correct. But here's what also happens in a live rivalry. If your most recent meetup ends in a sweep. Wait, a sweep? A sweep. Oh, man. One side is going to talk endless shit until something changes. And so I do think AD, Austin Reeves, very entitled to those quotes. People like us, very entitled to turn it into segment two. I love the conversation. They really should have had that conversation after game one. What was the conversation? Bro, I don't know how to guard yeah. it. You? <laughs> no, it seemed like the result of the conversation was Anthony Davis switching to power forward full time. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you can't guard him. I guess the conversation was, Braun, I can't play center anymore. All right, let's go sign Jackson Hayes. What honest question though? What do you think this conversation was? Because it happened in the off season. They got together. Like there was no conversation. First of all, yeah, you're right. There was no conversation. But no, I think there was. Do you guys remember the story? It was over a marketing meeting about Lobos Tequila, <laughs> Ruffles chips. But, by the way, LeBron's mysteriously giving out gambling advice. Have you seen this? He was like, yeah. I, first he teased that he might. Then he went over to what, it. the late parlay well, that on. he whiffed on. It, did he really? Yeah, <laughs> those teams got parlay? rocks. <laughs> I didn't even follow yeah. up on the story. That's great. But then it made me think, why is LeBron doing this? He never does. He, is he a calculated person with how he presents himself on social media? I'd, yeah, say, I'd so. say so. And did Adam Silver <laughs> just reveal that players can invest in casinos and sports books? Mm. Hmm. I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if LeBron is planting the seeds for a soon-to-be venture if LeBron gives betting advice for some oh, to-be-determined LeBron's new gambling Please, agency. no. Which, you know, is going to... Please, be, no. It's going to be a nice compliment to when he owns the Las Vegas team. <laughs> I mean, let's crap. just buckle up. The NBA only gets buckle worse up. from here. Yeah. Right. No, but when, honestly, by logic, it's... That's what's happening, right? Oh, God, you're so right. This, <laughs> this is, is just the worst thing ever. <laughs> LeBron just, oh, I kind of want to talk football and lines, guys. Let's hop on the old sticks. Um, oh, please, no. No, this is a great this is a great rivalry. I the conversation did remind me though, if you remember a few years back when AD and LeBron were recruiting Damian Lillard. This I should I'll give Dame credit for this. There was a story about how they were recruiting Dame and it was he walks in, LeBron invites him over and he walks in and it was like on the rooftop or something and there's LeBron and AD. They'd made this whole presentation to tell about being in LA and this or that and he was underwhelmed. <laughs> That's actually sick. Exactly. Like, this tequila actually sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I just kind of wonder, like, this. I just so I like to picture those two guys on their rooftop again, yeah. like yeah. hatching their deep next in plan. conversation. Um, what do you think was said in that in that uh, meeting between them about how they're going to get back at Denver? We got to get back at Denver. <laughs> Bet. Bet. You think that was end it? of conversation? All right. We're just going to bring it this year. We're just going to bring it. Yeah, we're just going to bring it. I, I am with vote. I, don't, I doubt there was actually much of a conversation. I'll bet you the conversation was, and LeBron set the, the seed, laid the seed. How for many it. emojis were in the text from LeBron? <laughs> it was a text. It wasn't even a conversation. No, they were on the rooftop. In my in my mind here, fan fiction. I think it was. They made so many lucky shots. They oh, made yeah. so many lucky I mean, shots. Jokic hit two of the luckiest shots in NBA history. They'll never make those shots again. I don't did, did Sombor shuffle? What? <laughs> we didn't, got... didn't LeBron uh, swish an alley oop attempt in that series? <laughs> <just> to... <laughs> um, anyway, I wanted to ask another question here because we are we did the Reggie Jackson thing. What if he is good? 
I'm starting to play with this possibility. Real quick, let me run through his numbers prorated for, tw- for 20 minutes a game. He played When he did play for the Nuggets the regular season, it was 20 minutes a game. So let's just say 20 minutes a game is the backup point guard. That would be he had a good year and he had that spot all year long. If you go back to two years ago stats, not last year, but two years ago he had a really good year when all the Clippers were out. If you prorate those for 20 minutes per game, that's 10.7 points, three assists. Now here's the thing. He only shot 32% from three. He's a career uh, 38, 34% shooter. He had a 48% or he's a career 48% effective field goal percentage shooter. So he's mm-hmm. never been an efficient scorer. So the idea of like, oh, he just had a hot shooting year, not true. He was an effective player on a bad team. But it wasn't like his numbers were better or worse. So Harrison, 20 minutes a game, 11 points, 3 rebounds, 32 33%. Could he have that kind of year, and could it be a positive impact year if he, if he has that? Yes, I think he can. Because I'm buying into the storyline that Reggie Jackson just never felt comfortable in Denver after he got here after the trade deadline. And you could even tell, I thought, in just a lot of the comments that he made, like votes, what he vote was saying about how Reggie Jackson was saying, oh, I just, they just kind of gave me a ring. Like, I feel like he almost felt like he wasn't supposed to be there in a way. Sure. And, and now, a full summer here, full training camp. There's a lot of talk about he's taken a lot of the young guys under his wing. Yeah. I feel like he feels like he belongs here now. And that can do a lot. And by the way, that part, because I don't know if this made, I don't think it did because it's our audio that's up there. And I don't, I think Ryan Green cut it before. But when they, it was him and Justin bantering about who should sit closest to the trophy. Correct. And he was just, Justin's like, it's not my trophy, it's yours. And Reggie was like, it's not mine either. I just I, got here. I just, I just got, got here. Got here. Yeah. I didn't earn it, which is weird because to me, I'm like, dude, you were part of the team. Man. I kind of, I kind of loved that though. I actually yeah. did. I don't, not that he should run away from it, but there's, I understand this is a clearly different opportunity for him. You yeah. know, I, okay. I, in a, I once won a national championship in something and I was like the 20th best player on a 22 person roster. Ultimate Frisbee, don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> and it was cool that we won. I did feel a little bit like those guys went out and won it. Now, if, especially if I Dude, had if, just. If you, you're a national champion yeah, at Ultimate Frisbee. Don't get too excited. I didn't play very much. But this is my point. It doesn't like, matter. I, I would like to. I would have. I would very. It's a cool. It's a cool medal. But I sure wish I was part of the top eight. And like top seven. And or really <laughs> played at all. But, the, but my point <laughs> is for an NBA player who comes over mid-trade. And my athletic experience has nothing to do with this. But who comes over mid-trade. I kind of like that he's like, look. There was work that put in years before right, I got here, right, mm-hmm. right, to build a culture and all of that. And and it's, I actually think it's respectful. You guys built this, but now year two, I want to help you take it further. I want to be a part of it. I actually really like that. Yeah. I just, even throughout last year, not playing well obviously didn't help this, but I didn't get the sense that he ever felt like super comfortable and like he was a part of the team. Now he obviously is. But that is how it is. When you're the last guy to join a group or something, it is an uncomfortable thing. Like, you sure. almost do have to go through battles with a group before it's like, hey, now, now you're a part, you know, you, you really fully feel it. Even if yeah. you're accepted in, And whatever. it's not like the guys didn't accept him. They accepted yeah, him. They sure, welcomed sure, him sure. into the locker room. But he, he wasn't playing well. And he, yeah. it, it was just kind of a situation where 
if you're a guy in Reggie Jackson's shoes, you just kind of probably feel a little awkward. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, what about some lineups here, though? Because here's the other thing about it is if we go with the one-person stagger, here's two options that I kind of foresee. You have Reggie Jackson and Christian Brown as your backcourt. You have Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, and somebody else as your front court. Who is that somebody else? Is it Aaron Gordon? Are you just going to play Aaron Gordon stagger no, minutes? I'd be shocked. Are you going to put Michael Porter there? What if you want small? Isn't that kind of, well, hold on. Isn't that a little bit small? Reggie, Christian, Peyton, Michael Porter, Zeke. Is that like enough front court bolt? You know, Peyton Watson skinny, Michael Porter skinny, and then Zeke Naji is not exactly like the strongest. He's a strong guy, but he's not like center strong. I think Michael Porter, Zeke Naji is fine. So you think that works? That definitely works against bench units. I mean, hell, dude, yeah. I would, that's one way for Michael Porter to sort of have his cake and eat it, too. He's like, I know my role. That's one way it would be different. Be like, no, your role's actually also with the bench. You need shoot. to shoot the ball. Who was the backup for last year? Backup for... Man, you're making me go all the way back to last year? Yeah, Jeff Green. Jeff. He's huge. So you're going... Because if you roll out the same configuration as it was last year, you can stagger Jamal Murray... With Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji. Peyton Watson is your Jeff Green. Right. You lose a little strength there. Yeah. 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 Kind of. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff provided those things in theory, I think. I mean, I know he was big, but it didn't manifest in, you know, like defense or rebounding. Yeah. Um, I think it could work. But it it's does not natural, seem a little right? Small. It's not natural. That's the thing is it doesn't... Peyton is it clearly a three, I think, this especially is, right now. This is why... And that lineup leaves Christian at two, Peyton at three. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a mess to me, that lineup. It just does... Well, I, the I, bench kind of sounds like well, a potential mess. Right, here's yeah. the other one. To me, I'm with you. It could work. Like, let's be optimistic. It could work, but I don't know. The other one is what is likely to happen. Jamal Murray staggers, because he always does. Plays with Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown... Peyton Watson's at the four and Zeke Naji at the five. Now, what's the problem with that? Christian Brown out of position. What's great about him? He's so big for a shooting guard. Well, now he's playing small forward, normal sized. Peyton Watson's so long and rangy for a small forward. Well, now he's playing four. Both guys almost lose one of their great qualities. And then Zeke Naji's a five, which he said he didn't want to play again. But is that does that seem more feasible to you guys? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes, because to me, having this group potentially organized by a lead ball handler I, is more important to me than the size aspect. Okay, and Murray's I, that guy. And Murray's that guy. My, my biggest issue with those other looks is I think Reggie Jackson can be an effective scorer, an NBA player. I have to see a lot more before I feel good about the point guard. I mean, it was not good last year, and he had just gotten here, and that unit was in shambles, so I... I give him a runway to figure it out, but I don't feel super secure in Reggie Jackson playing point guard when Jamal is an option. So I, I like that look. Do you like that one? I mean, I probably would prefer the Michael Porter option. Personally. Personally. I would guess we get the Jamal Murray stagger. Yeah. Just because, like you said, Jamal Murray always staggers. <laughs> But I mean, that's and you what, won a championship with Murray staggering. That's what, yeah. But with Jeff Green, with a little more size at the four, uh, I mean, that's what this preseason is all about, though. Like that's what training camp and every preseason game that the Nuggets play up until opening night against the Los Angeles Lakers. That's what we'll be tracking, you know, for these next few weeks. Like that is really the only thing that is up for debate right now. 
I just feel like Reggie Jackson has a lot of momentum. Um, oh, Reggie Jackson's locked in. He he's locked you in. You have him locked. Back, he's locked in. As you did the say that on our takeaways today. He's you locked. have him locked. I was surprised. I think the two, the only two locks right now, I will say for the bench unit are Christian Brown and Reggie Jackson. I feel pretty confident about that. I think I'm I'm gonna call him a near lock. He's like a ninety eight percent lock. I just <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, all right, let's take a break on the other side. Speaking of locks, Drew. Oh, no. sorry. Okay. Final segment. It's only been media day and one day of training camp, but are there any updated perspectives, thoughts, or at least just things that you're like, file that away that are different from what they were a week ago? We'll talk about that as we wrap up. When you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about Bax and Shanker you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case, no fees unless they win your case. They've won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case, more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff members. Bax and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where we're not fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call. 303-222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. Got off the plane in sunny San Diego, opened up my backpack because I needed those shady rays. Uh, turns out I lost them, fellas. That's okay, though, because uh, they're... Cost-effective, man. They're at great prices. And also, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. It is a, uh, it's been a beautiful, sunny few months in Denver, and it's been sunny here in San Diego. And take on that sun with gear built to last. Thanks to our friends at Shady Rays. All righty. Final segment here. Reggie Jackson, I would say, is it comfortable to say he's a guy that, again, just two days, media day and day one of camp, but... A slight different feeling than maybe what we had last week, would you say? Even if it's just like a file it away or this or that. Yeah, right? he's sure. definitely a winner so far. <laughs> a winner yeah. so far. He's training camp. Momentum at his back. Here's another one that I have that I will lock in as my take. The vets are great. I really didn't know much about Justin Holiday in terms of vets. He's great, man. He seems great. DeAndre Jordan seems like you lost, uh, you know, we Jeff Green. Are you going to be, you know, what, how's it going to be? He seems locked in, man. He knows his, what he's doing. even more leadership opportunity now. Maybe, maybe so. Reggie Jackson seems like that guy to me. I just, I look around Denver Denver's roster and I go, man, the vets are back. Just like last year to where I'm like, all the veterans on this team are great. They've had the great veterans in eras past. Paul Millsap, you know, they did Mir Nelson, this or that. But I just feel like this group is like the right group to be with this team to make a real run at a repeat mm -hmm. and a starting five that's rounding into a a, a veteranness of their own right yeah. they've been in the league for a long time now they've played series together and they've won and lost together now they have a title together so there is it's not it's not overconfidence or anything there's just a calmness to it they know what to do they know yeah. what the work is and now it's you do it day by day uh, and you can't skip it or rush it but there's I do feel like everyone in that building is, they know exactly what it takes now. And you just go out mm -hmm. and you do it. Absolutely. Um, I, I am a, we're going with, with things we feel differently about. Go for it. It's not because of anything anyone said, just to be clear, but I'm a lot less sure about the bench than I was a week ago. Not that I was ever sure, <laughs> just to be clear, yeah. but I did talk myself into the youth movement, the defense, the switchability. That was the obvious path last year to their best lineup. 
But I, I'm just going to pump my brakes here for the sake of my own sanity and just expect a messy two, three months with that second unit to start. Probably the safe bet. Because uh, there's a lot to figure out. As we talked about earlier, Peyton Watson is essentially a, an unknown quantity, right? So it's there's a lot to figure out. And I, as much as we love the direction it's headed in, I'm going to say pump the brakes on the bench. I think that's smart. Um, I don't have... Peyton Watson right now is a lock in my bench unit. I think he will be in there yeah. at the start of the season. That, that's my prediction. But I don't have it as a lock right now. Um, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I, I, I always thought he was going to have to earn it. I think they want him to. And I think but that's the smart thing. You, you yeah. want to make him earn it. Here's my. I honestly think he's going to follow in the Christian Brown footsteps. And there's going to be like opportunities early maybe preseason and then all of a sudden the season rolls around and you're like wait he collected a dnp tonight or or, yeah. or he only played four minutes he played one stint and it was a short stint i just think that's going to happen and i think fans are going to be mad and i think there's going to be a lot of that and then over time he's going to work his way into that spot and then over time even later than that he'll probably work his way into the circle of trust the way that okay. christian brown did and by the way christian brown dmps in the playoffs last year yeah it happened he had mm -hmm. games where he played two seconds. Remember when he played two seconds in the playoffs and yep. then got pulled out? Like, it's going to happen, I think. Um, but he will. Christian Brown had great moments and helped him win a title. And I, that'll be my prediction. Also of note with Piwat, he limped off the court today. Man, really? Ice around his left ankle. Around his left ankle? Yeah. Huh. There was no report of that from Malone, so I didn't hear anything. I mean, Could it's be. probably not a big deal. I just I yeah, saw, yeah. saw him limp off the court. Malone didn't say anything, so we'll check in on him tomorrow and just see how much he was able to go. Um, how about this one, guys? Year of Jamal Murray? Are you sure? Is that to me? Yeah, let's just go to wind. <laughs> Again, this isn't a thing where it's like a take. This is just a file it away. I mean, what did Murray say? October, November, no, I'll be ready by April. You know, like these types of things. I just look at it and I go, I don't know, man. We might be in a run it back here. It's just day one of training camp. I'm not going to go too far, but file it away. Yeah. Although I will go back to what I said, I think, yesterday. Michael Malone wants us to be the year Jamal Murray. So we'll see. I, I've thought about this a lot. Maybe it's just dopest if Jamal never does this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then every year the playoffs start, we're like, ah, oh, is he right? And then he's awesome. Maybe that's just great. Maybe that's the best path forward. All jokes aside, I think, you know, these challenges and that word can have a certain connotation. Like these are professionals. It's what happens, right, in that building. These challenges from Malone and I think also Booth in a way indirectly, those are coming from voices that maybe it should carry a little weight, you know. It's it's not criticism from the media from the outside, mm -hmm. right? These are people who understand what you're capable of and what the next step for you and this team is, and they've identified it as something that's to be worked on, right? And that's that's different than us three kind of having an opinion and Jamal not caring for it. So I would love for that to be the next step in his game. I also understand if Jamal is feeling very validated. Like, why are you guys worried about – did you not watch? So I get that yeah. too. I wonder if – the Nuggets know they just have the formula now. Yeah. They ran the formula last year. It worked. It worked. Why would we switch it up that much? And it, that's Malone's job, man, right? Like, to keep the starters and the stars out of that mindset. There's, yes, we want to keep this group together, and yes, we know how to win, but if we just yeah. think that it's done for us or it'll happen for us, it's not, right? Yeah. So you have to be pushing forward and trying to get better, and that is the next way for Jamal to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any others you guys have? File this away. 
How about this one? Reggie Jackson today was asked, like, Yoke said he didn't touch a basketball, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. He goes, he probably didn't, but uh, he still looked like the best basketball player on earth today. He's better than Mason Plumlee? <laughs> He's better than Mason Plumlee. Okay. Here's my take. We do it every year. It's the rule of Miroslav. Just pencil Yoke in for another MVP yeah, caliber he's gonna season. Be, he's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I wrote, I forget what I wrote, where I wrote this, but I wrote recently an article in an article that it would be shocking if Jokic was not top three in MVP. Yeah. It'd be pretty surprising, though, if he wasn't top three in yeah. MVP. It feels like it would have something to do with something else other than the way that yeah. he's playing. Like, just default is going to be top three MVP for I, him. Yeah, um, I think that feels Can we Have right. we talked about Malone's look on the air? Yeah, but you can go back. To I it. just I love it. Yeah. I wait. Come back from the title. You reach the mountaintop. Full beard. Hair's a little. We messy, should ask him about it. Voice tomorrow. a little gravelly today. Yeah. I love it, man. I just we gotta ask him about it tomorrow, man. Th- I'm telling you, dude. Malone is so ready to morph into Popovich. He is so <laughs> ready. <laughs> Does he cut his hair? Greg? No, 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 no. Malone. Malone. The look he has now, is that, how long, is this a training camp look? Is this a preseason look? Or is this He's got a nice little fade going right now. It's nice. (laughs) Did you you see the fade today? I did. I got to check it out tomorrow, I was standing right on the side of him. I had a perfect view of it. I got it. It looks like he got a cut yesterday. I just think all the good coaches should look like their lives are falling apart. And I, I think, I like that. I like that direction. Um, nothing else, huh? No other tag. I mean, it's only one day of media. Um, it's here, right. the gym is nice. <laughs> we can go right, back to that. Five I, I, courts, four more than Denver has at their practice facility. It is nice. Um, I will get us out on this. I got to have a nice chat today with David Adelman. He hasn't really done a lot of interviews. Got to got to sit there and chat with him today about uh, for a video that we're working on. Uh, about the play that won the Nuggets a championship. It's a little, you know, it's a little over the top, but, you know, maybe embellishing a little bit, but there is an action in the Nuggets playbook. Um, as you guys know, every year I work with Half Court Hoops to try to put together an entire playbook of the Nuggets, just try to study and learn them a little bit better. There's one action that really stands out. You guys have seen it. I've put it on Twitter. I've broken it down on what play makes this play great before, like different aspects of it. I got David Adelman to walk me through it, the history of it. Which also dates back, you know, with the, it weaves in and out of him. It actually weaves in and out of Serbia, no believe kidding. it or not, if you guys want to know. Doesn't so, it always? As a little tease. And then David Adelman, uh, super producer, Kale did a great job of capturing an interview with him today. It was all we'll right, work on, We'll work on that. But he had some great... Kale, did he not have some very interesting Adelman details? Adelman was great today. He really was. You can tell he loves talking X's nose. He loves sharing that. I'm gonna you could try, have been better. Kevin. I'm going to try to get this done as quickly as possible so everybody can uh, check it out. So stay tuned to that. Some cool stuff going on uh, for us out here. Day one, always a little bit uneventful, um, but I'm looking forward to day two. We'll probably hear from Jamal Murray. We'll probably get a little bit more information about who's standing out. I mean, you guys can stand outs on day one. People are like, come on, it's day one. Nobody stood out. I think we'll probably get a couple as we go throughout the week. Prediction, Grumpy Malone, we getting it this camp? Are we getting it tomorrow? When's the bad practice where he's grumpy? He said today was a good practice. Yeah, yeah. I like the energy. He liked the energy today. Bad practice could be coming tomorrow. You think tomorrow? I think it's Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Oh, no, what is tomorrow? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I think it's tomorrow. We only have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to go. Uh, one of those has to be a bad practice. I'm Last predicting- year, there was no bad practice. Last year, there was not one. That's true. 
I'm predicting a bad practice tomorrow. All right, tomorrow, kicking the pants, man. We got to get after him tomorrow. We'll be there tomorrow. Look for our stuff on Twitter, on YouTube. We're going to have takeaways videos. We're going to have all the interviews uploaded with great audio as quickly as we can get them to you. Harrison's going to have some fire for you up at thednvr.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow.